It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, George? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day, everyone, and welcome to our FIFA World Cup 2022 daily live streams on the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast. Today, we will be previewing tomorrow's group games, which are Switzerland versus Cameroon, Uruguay, Verse no, that is not right. That was uh, that was today. I mean, we can go for them if you want, but <laughs> I reckon oh, I might mate. get some of them right. Yeah, yeah, same. Oh mate, what a start! What a start! I'm you panicked me then. I Oh god, I previewed the wrong games. <laughs> I, I'll get rid of that. Our lower third. We're going to go through Wales versus Iran. We're going to go through Qatar versus Senegal, Netherlands versus Ecuador, England versus USA. And we'll have a brief look ahead to the weekend games as we won't be on uh, any live streams on Friday and Saturday night. So, yeah, we'll have a quick look. I think it's the Group C to F game. So have a quick look at those and see if the boys have got anything interesting for those games. As always, please send through any questions you guys have got throughout the stream, any comments, any bets you like, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, yeah, we'll provide any commentary on those. Firstly, down the bottom of your screen, we have returning after a day hiatus, George Gamble. How are you, mate? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I feel slightly bad in that the, uh, the first show I came on, I was absolutely ripping Neil for you know backing out last minute. And then 24 hours later, <laughs> I'm having to do the exact same thing. But um, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's good to be back. Good to be back. And uh, obviously, I've not seen Tony for a while as well. So it's good to be kind of, you know, saying hello yeah. again, doing a show. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, we got uh, professional gambler Tony Alvarez back on. Good to have you back on, mate. How's it? Oh, you're actually in Qatar at the moment. Do you want to share a little insight for everyone as to as to what's been going on over there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, thanks for having me. But yeah, it's it's lovely over here. Um, I was worried. I'd read all the stories in the press and and whatnot of how bad it was going to be and how I'd get beheaded for breathing. And then if I decided not to breathe, they'd behead me anyway. But it's been amazing. Like the people are fantastic. There, there's no strictness at all. Like people are saying, oh yeah, it's okay as long as you sort of follow everything and don't live a normal life. But it's not been like that at all. It's been everyone's been really welcoming, and yeah, you can pretty much live live a normal life. I mean, alcohol is expensive, but that's not the end of the world. But yeah, it's really good over here. Apart from the air conditioning, the stadiums is so cold. Oh, I, I really? was at the Uruguay game. I couldn't wait for it to end. Everyone was just sitting in the stands freezing. It was like, I don't know, like 25, 30 degrees out. But the stand, it must have been like, I don't know, probably 18, 20, which I know if people are watching this in England, they're going to think, what are you moaning about? But when you take two steps and it's 30 degrees and then it's 20, the difference is horrible. And obviously you're wearing like shorts and a T-shirt. Um, but yeah, it's actually not that hot here. Um, as in like not sweltering. When they're saying, oh, the World Winter World Cup wouldn't be possible because yeah. of the heat. And I don't know if people have been factoring the temperature into bets and stuff. I wouldn't like to. It's it's hotter in the Premier League games in September and August, to be honest, than it is here. Apart from maybe the, uh, sorry, I've lose track of times, the one o'clock kickoff here, which would be, what, 10 a.m. in England. That game's hot, but the sun goes down at about four. So the second game, kickoff time of the second game, the sun's going down and it's not hot at all. So the only game I'd ever worry about the temperature, if, if people are factoring that into betting, would be the early kickoffs. As I said, I think that's 10 a.m. UK time. Yeah. Interesting, because a lot of those games have been like pretty low-scoring games from memory, like the Switzerland game today. Uh, Croatia game was nil-nil. So, yeah, maybe there is something to that then. I guess people predict... Yeah, I think that... the Argentina one is the only one that's had a couple or two or three goals in it off the top of my head. But mm. um, um, there's so much football, obviously, when... I mean, there's so much football for everyone, but when you're here, I lose track of what game happened when, to be honest, because it's been yeah. three games on the first day. Well, the first, then three and then four games a day, and I've been at a couple or at least one game most days, so it has been a bit all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I lost track to the point where I started reading out we were previewing yesterday or today's game, so uh, <laughs> that's, that's how bad it's got, man. <laughs> um, but, no, that's terrific insight, mate. It'll be, yeah. As we go along and preview some of these games, it'll be good to get yeah, someone's insight who's who's there at, at ground level, you might say, and, yeah, see what you're thinking. Um, any uh, any thoughts on today's games, George? 
Um, not really any massive surprises, would you say? I mean, Ghana uh, gave Portugal a good run for their money. Um, I thought I watched a little bit of the, the first half of the Euro, uh, Cam Cameroon game, sorry, before I went to bed, and that was, uh, yeah, that wasn't looking too good for the Swiss early on. Probably Cameroon snuffed a few chances there. But, yeah, any thoughts on today, mate? Yeah, I think a lot of it went as expected, really. I, I feel like a lot of people underrated, uh, you know, the Asian side coming into this. You know, I think a lot of people felt there'd be a huge disparity in class and in quality. And, you know, we talk, obviously, all right, Uruguay, you know, they've got a lot of Asian players. Um, but nevertheless, South Korea, I, you'd argue Uruguay probably deserved to win the game. But South Korea gave a great account of themselves and also squandered a number of chances. Um, and we've already seen a lot of the Asian teams have plenty of success so far. Mm. But in terms of kind of, you know, today, I don't think there were many shocks. I was expecting Switzerland to probably edge a tight game against Cameroon. And as it happened, obviously, it was that 1-0. I mean, it's easy to see and say that's, that's what you expect. But I'd say the only one, as you mentioned, that Portugal 3-2, I wasn't sure that'd be so high score. And I thought Ghana might sort of sit and really frustrate Portugal. Because the thing I find with Portugal is they either really struggle to get over the line career, you know, just a plethora of chances that they don't take and then maybe just sort of scrap a win. Whereas you see today, you know, they scored those three goals. But I just think defensively, defensively they looked a bit suspect. And I don't know if you saw it. I mean, I'm trying to remember the name of the... Uh, I've just got it up here now. I'm just um, having a look here. Was it Bakari scored the, the second goal for Ghana and whipped out the old Ronaldo celebration? Which, whilst it was funny because Ronaldo had just been benched and on the bench, not happy that they conceded. It's funny, but it's like, you're still losing 3-2. I don't know yeah. <laughs> you're really in a position to be whipping out the suit, as it were. I mean, I, I hate I hate that celebration, the whole thing around it. It's cringy as anything, but yeah. I appreciate just the banter aspect, but at the same time, you're losing 3-2. But yeah, so it's an entertaining day. Obviously, Brazil um, winning 2-0 as well, as expected. So yeah, not too many shocks today. Yeah, yeah, nice, mate. I, I think um, the, the African sides have probably been the letdown out of all the... Out of all the confederations or whatever you want to call it, Ghana, I think, are the only team that scored a goal so far. Well, they scored two goals today. Other than that, they've all hit blank. So, yeah, I guess something to keep an eye out for with the African teams underperforming Asian teams doing pretty well. So, yeah, we'll keep that in mind as we go forward. Second round of group games, fellas. I think this is uh, this is where it gets a bit more interesting because the, the first round's been... You know, most of the teams are pretty conservative, seen lots of nil-nils, low-scoring games. So this is where it gets a little bit more interesting games, you know, important games. The teams either have to win or, you know, they have to really scrap to – they can't really sit back and take a draw. So interesting stuff as we look forward to the first game, Wales versus Iran. you got Wales at 2.16, the draw at 3.22, Iran at fours. Asian handicap, 0.25, and the over-under at a flat two. Um, yeah, Wales look great once they put on Kiefer Moore on the pitch. I'm sure the, their, their manager regrets not starting him. Uh, and then Iran, kind of hard to get a read on whether, you know, I guess that's the, the best place to start for you, Tony. Do you think that Iran performance was just a bit of an anomaly or do you think that's actually how poor they are because if you look at their past results mate there's basically only one goal in all of their games so yeah what do you think yeah i was at both teams games obviously iran england and, and wales america um iran with time wasting literally after 30 seconds there was a time the ball went back to their keeper literally after 30 seconds and he'd done that thing you do sort of in the last few minutes where you wait for the striker to come and close you down to pick it up and you kind of just knew from then if we got a goal especially early they would fall apart and that's exactly what happened. It's, it's really hard to know what their level is because they didn't come and play football. Um, I presume that against Wales, they, they will come and have a go. They won't try and bet in for a nil-nil because because goal difference is sort of the main qualifier if you're if you're level on points. They can't afford to draw. Um, so I think we're going to see a different Iran, which makes actually picking a selection quite difficult because... We're not basing it on the team we've seen. On, on the two teams we've seen so far, I think Wales would win pretty comfortably. But as you said, it's, we're going to see, I expect, a completely different Iran. Um, also, with, with Wales, Bale was awful the other day. He, I mean, he got a load of plaudits after the game. I was reading social media articles, oh, Bale saves Wales again because he got a penalty and whatnot. But he, he was terrible. 
Um, and I think if Iran do sit deep, sort of someone with Bell's quality from long distance and also the ability to put the ball into Kiefer Moore, who obviously is very, very strong in the air. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think they could be telling factors, but it kind of is one of them bets that come with a caveat that we basically haven't seen Iran or the Iran I expect to see is one that we haven't seen yet. If they play like they did against England, as in not in that sort of style, I don't really give them a hope, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I would guess they're going to play the same. Would it, I, I don't know. What do you think, John? Like, uh, George, sorry. They, uh, uh, I mean, that's how they've played. You know, all of yeah. their qualifiers. I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't imagine them trying to, you know, play ball with Wales. Yeah, Iran aren't exactly a side that love to play sexy football, are they? They're just not that kind of team. Um, and yeah, I completely agree with Tony. I, I think we will see a different Iran, but. Even in a round that are firing on all cylinders, I think I'm not even sure there'd be a match even for Wales, if I'm honest. Um, but I, I'm just a bit wary of backing so Wales on an outright. I just don't think they're prolific enough. I know they've got Bale, but as Tony mentioned, he was poor. He was, and I was just as surprised to see the floor. It's like, yes, he scored the penalty, but his overall contribution to the game left a lot to be desired for me from a player of that calibre and that quality. Um, but yeah, there was one potential angle I do quite like because what I'm expecting is I think Iran are going to try and force Wales wide. Um, I, I don't think I just think they're going to want to keep the ball as far away from the danger zone as possible. They looked completely out of their depth against England. You know, again as, as Tony said, they just capitulated and weren't really looking to play football. Um, and for you know for Wales, this is a, a really really big opportunity because if they can win here, I think it'll be their first win at a World Cup final since 1958. You know, it's a chance for Rob Page to, to make history as well. Um, so there's, there's a big opportunity here for Wales, and I think they're going to want to take it. Uh, they're also unbeaten in the last six matches uh, against teams from outside of Europe. Um, we looks like we'll probably see, yeah, that front three of Daniel James, Keeper Moore, uh, obviously the aforementioned Bale, uh, with potentially Necker Williams and Connor Roberts operating as uh, the win-backs, trying to you know, cause overloads, getting up and down. Um, and they're going to probably flood forward in numbers and just try to unlock this Iran defence because I think they will still sit deep because as I said there's a there's a big disparity in quality um, but yeah the angle I'm going for I'm looking at corners England racked up eight corners against Iran without reply um, <laughs> and Wales are still good enough to apply that pressure against Iran so I think it could be a fairly tight encounter I do fancy Wales to win but I just fancy constant pressure from them um, so yeah I really like the evens that was available on Wales covering a minus one corner handicap so that two more corners in the run and this bet wins um so for me i think that was a, a fairly decent play yeah uh, unless unless like tony said that they come out and actually play um that would be the only issue but i just i don't know i, I can't really see them just changing up their style completely no. especially yeah I don't, unless unless they go down early and then you know forced to play and they turn out there's some like couple of magicians on the ball i think their best chance is if they try and sit tight and if they can keep it level and then you know that final say 20 minutes 15 minutes if that's when they can you know maybe take something from it i don't see iran outplaying wales in in any which way i really don't just based on kind of what we saw last time i agree we should see a different iran this time around but even so i think there's just a sheer disparity in quality and i'd want to be getting on the side of wales i just don't trust them to you know see it over the line personally but I, I just think they can apply that constant pressure that they're, they're mean down the flanks. So they've got Daniel James's pace is therefore to see, but playing with the wing backs as well, they're going to want to get forward. And in those situations, I think you know, a lot of crosses into the box, you've got that target man, Bill of Keeper Moore. You know, this is primed for corners for me. And I just think Wales will definitely see the majority of those. Yeah. And uh, where's that at, mate? What bookie? Uh, I'm trying to recall where I saw it now, actually. That's a good one. <laughs> Just made that That's better. Probably, probably, well, no, I backed, it earlier. I backed it earlier, but I can't for the life of me remember where I found it. Do you know what? Let and me Tony's see if it's on Pinnacle. <laughs> Tony's got an extra bit on that whilst I'm looking here. Yeah, yeah. well, just I was just going to add on what you said, that Iran would probably try and force them wide, but pretty much all of England's goals came from wide. Okay, you can maybe discount Greedish is because it was a bit of a counter-attack, but we also hit the bar from a corner. We should have had a penalty from a corner. Um, yeah, Bellingham's goal was a cr from a cross. Obviously, Saka's came from a corner. So even forcing them wide, and, and it's, if yeah. there is loads of corners like the, that you're back in, it's not like solid defence when, when balls are put in the box. And I would probably say 
Kiefer Moore is better in the air than, than any England player or any attacking England yeah. player. Yeah. So it's like, even if they do force them wide or give away loads of corners, it's not, as I said, it's not like they're like our defensively resolute with the ball coming in from the flanks. And that was against an England team who came maybe as an aerial target, as an attacking sense, but, but no one else. And I'd say Moore is probably better in the air than Kane. Exactly. Um, so I think even if everything goes to sort of that plan, it still sort of plays into Wales' hands. I, 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 if I was setting up against Wales, I'd personally let him go through the middle because Kiefer Moore's not going to run off you, but that's not how Iran will set up, I don't think. No. Um, I backed it on Betfair earlier, and you can also back it at the same price on Unibet, Bet UK. On William Hill, the minus one corner handicap is just 17 to 20. So there's still a, a nice big price of evens around, but there is money coming for it. Yeah, I just saw on Pinnacle you can get 1.93 for minus one and a half. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, should be uh should be pretty available for for lots of people there. Good stuff, good mm-hmm. stuff, fellas. I like that one. We'll move on to Qatar versus Senegal. Yeah, Qatar heavily criticised after their performance against Ecuador. A really poor start considering their you know their home World Cup. Uh, Senegal on the other hand looked. Looked decent against the Dutch. I mean, you could say they really missed the killer blow that Mane provides, and maybe if Mane was there, they could have got at least a point, maybe in a, even a victory. Um, yeah, Georgie, you see, oh, oh, sorry, I forgot to read out the odds. Qatar, 6.17, draw, 3.73. Senegal, 1.68. The Asian handicaps at 0.75 and over-under 2.25. Um yeah, what are you expecting out of Qatar for this one, George? Do you think they'll improve at all, or do you think Senegal, are, you know, possibly an even better team than Ecuador, and it could get ugly again? Well, I'm, I'm inclined to think it's just, you know kind of on similar lines as, as Iran. I think we will see a better Qatar. It's clear that they were overcome by the occasion uh, in that opening against Ecuador, and now they've obviously got the unwanted record of becoming the first host nation to ever lose their opening game of the World Cup. Um, and also now at risk of making a further unwanted history, if you like, by becoming just the fifth host nation to lose successive World Cup matches. So it's it's not good for them, and obviously rightfully so, in my opinion, they received a lot of criticism for their performances. But they only conceded six shots um, against Ecuador. But you know, Ecuador are a side who don't score too many goals anyway, and they still conceded twice. Um, they also didn't have a shot on target. It's it's kind of concerning, and I think I'd have Senegal to be. I think they're more dangerous going forward than Ecuador are, and yet Ecuador were able to tear them apart and create opportunities. So for me, I feel that even if Qatar do improve, I think Senegal will still get a lot of opportunities. We saw with Senegal, they played really well for the majority of their match um, against the Netherlands, and they also outshot them, but obviously fell to that defeat. So they need to start taking chances. As you mentioned, Sadio Mane, huge, huge miss, but we've still got the likes of Ishmael Assar, Bill Idea. Um, so there are goals in this side, and I just think... They look more of a cohesive unit. I was really impressed with them in that Netherlands game and they'll feel a little bit hard done by there. But yeah, Qatar just defensively all over the place for me. Um, they were. I, I personally thought they were lucky not to concede more despite only conceding six shots. But So yeah, I, I expect improvement from them, but it just seems unlikely they're going to stop Senegal from creating opportunities. And I do think that Senegal will score and I didn't necessarily like the the price on on the win, but to Senegal to score two or more goals was also at evens. If Qatar show up like they did against Ecuador, I don't see how this doesn't land. There needs to be improvement because they were awful. And Senegal are a better side going forward than Ecuador. I think Ecuador have a better defence. But yeah, Senegal, I think they're quite exciting going forward. I really enjoyed that game against the Netherlands. So I really like the even money actually on that. But Again, do you know what I've gone and done? I need to start putting where I've got these. I've got too many things backed and I can't remember where exactly it was. But Senegal scored two plus goals was at evens. And uh, yeah. in fact, I can tell you where it was. Where is Senegal on here? Qatar, Senegal. It's just, I, I mean, when on to you guys watch Qatar, they were absolutely horrific. Um, and I was, I was, they were. And I was so surprised because I sort of thought, do you know what? I think they're going to have a little bit about them. The host nation. You know, I thought it was there for them, but I was really disappointed. But um, yeah, so you, you can back uh, Senegal to score two or more goals at evens on any anywhere between Coral, Labrokes and Betfair as well. The price are going up to 19 to 20, 10 to 11. So there is money coming for Senegal. But yeah, the even money yep. on that happening, I just thought it was a really good price. Yep. What are your thoughts on this game, Tony? And go easy on guitar or maybe you will get beheaded. 
yeah, that's, that's oh, I, I love Qatar. No, um, my, my issue with them is they look like they'd never met each other before. They played like 11 blokes had been put together in a park team. It was like there was no shape. There was, it, God knows how they only six shots against them because they were, they were all over the place. There was no patterns of play. And I don't think that's something that particularly improves in a week. Um, and look, nerves obviously did play a big part, but you should still be able to talk to sort of your midfield partner or your centre-back behind you or your striker in front of you. I, I'm the same. I think Senegal will win, but I don't think 1.68 is a great price. Um, I, obviously, I hadn't researched the bet, but I think over the over two at evens sounds good. Even over the over 2.5 that you've got on the screen at 2.25 is is not too bad because I think with Senegal being slightly weaker at the back, obviously Mendy's had a couple of mistakes in him. I think Qatar will be going forward a bit more or trying to get shots off. They won't want to, like, everything here is for the image, which is, to be honest, the reason the World Cup's here and the reason the stadiums are beautiful. They won't want to bow out without being seen to have a go. And obviously, if they lose, they are out. So I think they might have a go, which could leave the game quite open. And Senegal have got some frightening pace uh, up top or and on the wing. So on the counter, it could be could be an issue. So I would go. As I said, I'd not looked at the, the uh, two goals that, that George has just said, but I, I was thinking over two point five. So we're kind of in the same in the same realm there. And you've got to say that the two is oh, actually yeah. I'll just go over two point five to be honest. Yeah, well, over two point fives sitting at 2.37 at Pinnacle at the moment and over 2.25 is at 2.08. So you're getting well above evens there for for goals in this one. I guess, the, I, I mean, I would see, you know, lots of goals in this. I guess the biggest question is, you know, Senegal's ability to put chances away. I can't, have they, have they got Ismail Assar up front? Um, who else have they got up front? It's got a good idea. He plays for Salerno Sana. He's a decent forward. Yeah. So, I mean, do you guys think they can maybe put some chances away this time? Do you think it's a bit of a... What did they get? I think they got 15 shots or something against Netherlands, 50, did you yeah, say? 15, 15 shots they had, yeah. They just needed to be more clinical. But, you know, as we mentioned before, these second games, they offer a different perspective depending on how they got in the first match. And, yeah, yeah I think Senegal, I think they can just be far more clinical, particularly against Qatar. They'll be presented with more opportunities, I feel. Um, and now they're kind of settling in. You know, the first game of the World Cup is we saw it with Qatar. It's not that I know Qatar are hosts, but nevertheless, playing your first game at a World Cup is, is, is a big occasion. And obviously, they had to face the Netherlands, who are also a very good side. Whereas against Qatar, they'll go into it knowing that they should be winning this match. And I think they'll have a degree of confidence, particularly after they played really well. So, you know, these things tend to even themselves out. So, yeah, I think they can take their opportunities here. Yeah, kind of weird that Qatar looks so, you know, out of shape with one another considering they had, you know, they, they, they I think that the league finished like a month or two months maybe before mm. the World Cup started and they had all that time together. They all play in the, uh, is it the Qatari Stars League or whatever it's called. Um, so, yeah, kind of weird that they look that disjointed. You would have thought at the very least they'd look maybe, you know, in the, not got the greatest individuals, but you would have thought that as a team they would have played quite well together. So, yeah, interesting to see how that develops throughout the rest of the tournament. But, yeah, we'll lock in the goals angle there for the boys. We'll move on to Netherlands versus Ecuador. You've got Netherlands 1.79. The draw's at 4.35. Ecuador 5.05. Asian handicap also at 0 0.75. And the over under at 2.25. Uh, yeah, as kind of going on the back of the Senegal performance, Dutch kind of scraped through versus Senegal in round one, but uh, they do have Depay back to start this game. So, um, you know, that could help them out a little bit more, make them a little bit less disjointed. Um, and this game, pro if there is a victory for either side, probably decides who tops the group. So, do we think. Uh, Tony, that they have a chance here, Ecuador, of getting a result against the Dutch, or do you think their opening result was more down to Qatar being shite? Um, to be honest, I think they play for a draw here because that's, they're, obviously they've got three points on the board already. 
a draw mm. against Holland leaves it all, all to play for going into the final day. Said, and to be honest, Holland didn't look. I mean, it took essentially two mistakes. I know that Senegal played well, but it took two mistakes for them to score. It wasn't like they were ripping them apart. Um, and, and Ecuador are, are relatively strong at the back. So I think I think it's actually a horrible game to back because it's one of them that you'd naturally you'd probably look unders because I think Ecuador are going to essentially part the bus. But an early goal changes everything. If Holland score in the first five minutes and they have to come out, I mean, taking it back to the England around game, if you'd have said after 10 minutes, you'd go, oh, this is going to be unders because, as I said, Iran were time wasting. Everyone was behind the ball. They weren't looking to get out. They weren't trying to press. Then yeah. one goal came and, and floodgates well and truly opened. They ended up over 7.5. It's madness. Um, so, to be honest, I'd, look, I'd be looking at anything but an Ecuador win here. But with the, I think it's too hard to call. I think I don't think one point seven nine is probably big enough on Holland, considering the way I think Ecuador will play. If I didn't think that, I would probably say it's not a bad price. But as I said, with Ecuador, I, I think they will park the bus, and and with Holland not being truly sort of ripping teams apart. Um, I sort of struggle, struggle at that price, but I understand yeah, the, why it's there. It's just that I would have back it at that. Yeah, the unders, the unders does look quite attractive in this one. So you got two point zero eight for under two point two five, and like you said, Ecuador pretty solid defensive unit. If you go back and look at some of their past results, mm-hmm. so if there is a team that could bet in and stop this Netherlands team from from scoring. It could be this Ecuador side, and yeah, we could be looking at similar kind of group game that we've been seeing from the first round of group games, where it's Netherlands just can't find that breakthrough, especially if they don't find it early. You could definitely see a nil-nil kind of scoreline showing up here. Um, yeah, George, your thoughts, mate? Yeah, along a similar line, just looking, I was looking actually at Anders. I mean, you mentioned obviously Ecuador's just ability in defence and. They're currently on an ongoing 21st century national record of seven consecutive clean sheets ahead wow. of this match. Yeah, and so, you know, they, what is it? What's the old phrase they say? Obviously, attack wins your game, defence wins your titles. You know, just defensively, they're, they're so good. They really are. Um, but to be fair, although saying that, in that run, none of the sides they faced have uh, sat inside FIFA's top 10. So this will be a true test for them. It really will. But in those eight matches that have obviously been unbeaten coming into this one, I'd say the best opponent they played um, was actually the qualifiers, and they got a one draw with Argentina. Um, they have so many know, nil-nils on their like last oh, six games. Or even four of that, yeah, it, it's, it is in, really is insane. Three of their last four matches have, have been nil-nil draws. But, <laughs> and I think altogether, across their last six, there's only been three goals, which is... A, Ridiculous, you know, their games are relatively low scoring. And I just don't think that even with the arrival of Depay, it's gonna take him a while to settle back in. They they're not they haven't quite clicked. Uh, even Louis Van Gaal, he he said that they were both sh- they were shoddy, they were messy in possession, um, and they relied on their keeper more than anything. And he was making his debut, Andres Nopper. Um interesting fact about Nopper actually, he was unemployed two years ago and was trying to be a, a police officer. So uh, what a turnaround for him. But yeah, they relied on him quite a bit. But you know, the Netherlands, they've not gone out of the group stage in 10 attempts. So it, it's such a tough one to call. It really is this one for me. I wouldn't want to be backing anyone to win. I thought the un- under 2.5, 4 to 5 was a potential lean, but there's just too many variables. There's too many different unknown factors, if you like. And not, there's nothing that makes me look at something but do you know what I, I, i'm fairly certain that's going to happen but the thing that most likely i think will happen i do believe there will be unders holland they struggled to break down senegal didn't they and you mentioned that it took some mistakes and it, the first goal came in 84th minute was it um and i think this one could potentially could possibly follow the same format um i just don't think there'll be many goals and it would be very it'll probably be attack versus defense if i'm honest for the majority of the match so i do i would lean towards unders but there's nothing that makes me very comfortable about having a, a big play here. Yeah, I'm just looking to see what the corners line on this one is because we could look at a situation where mm. <clears throat> Netherlands are the one pressing the action. It's actually, yeah, 1.5, similar to the line yeah. on the one uh, we mentioned earlier in the Iran game. So that could potentially be an angle too, considering, yeah, Ecuador have gotten off to the perfect start they really don't have much incentive to go out and try and win this game 
So, yeah, sitting back and, and trying to get the draw. I think I've got the wrong odds there, by the way, on the draw. It's 3.72 on Pinnacle. So I've uh, I've not updated that correctly. I thought that looked quite big at fours. but um, So that is certainly a lot lower. But, yeah, I think, yeah, maybe the draws, the angle, unders. I mean, unders at 2.08, at, uh, under 2.25 goals looks pretty attractive there. Um like you said, I'm looking at some of Ecuador past results here and seeing when they've conceded more than one or two goals and they have had a tendency sometimes to concede an early goal, but it hasn't exactly resulted in massive blowouts all the time. It's kind of 50-50. So um, even if they do concede an early goal, you know, maybe it won't turn into a blowout. So, yeah, hopefully we've provided enough information for the guys there to uh, or everyone listening to to get on. Uh, evening to you, Mark Walsh. He's back. The the self-proclaimed professor, as he calls himself, is back. Um, but we'll move on to uh, the the biggest game of the of the uh, of the of the day tomorrow, I guess. England versus USA. You've got England at one point five seven, the draw at four point three five, USA six point two nine, Asian handicap at one, and the over under is at 2.25. Um, be interesting to you hear the mood around USA because they I, I would assume they would feel pretty, they kind of let that game go versus Wales um, after that strong first half. Um, and then on the other hand, England, they, I, it's just, I, I just find it so hard to get a read out of that England-Iran game because, but I, I guess it's going to help lift the mood, you would say, George, around England, because the, the mood going in was pretty pretty negative for England, um, with in terms of selections and recent form and stuff like that. But so this should that you know that should give England quite a lift, you would think, heading into this game, a big confidence boost that they probably would fit in desperate need of. Um, but yeah, how do you see this game playing out? One of the one of the biggest games of the tournament. Yeah, well, I mean, first and foremost, I think you're right. There was there has been some frustration, like you know, surrounding Gareth Southgate selections, and I think it's because when he first came in, he said you know he'd be going on form, he'd be going this, going on that, but then he's played, you know, taken players that are completely out of form and barely playing, and this doesn't make sense. But they're still the best of what we've got. Like, but yeah, going into, I think it, that game did the world good. I know it was only Iran, but still to score six goals in a World Cup match is it's not to be sniffed at, is it? It's it's good, and it was their first win for. Well, it was their seventh match and they finally got a win after six games without a victory at all and yeah so it's definitely needed for sure um and i think it's, it's gonna be an interesting game i know quite you know i've got a lot of uh, us friend based friends and it's definitely one that people are looking forward to they always feel there's always a derby feel about when england play the us for me anyway but uh yeah I, and i think we could be in for quite a fierce fierce clash between these two and that's why i'm looking at the prop markets because i I couldn't be having England at that price to, to go out and get a win. Yes, they're clearly the better side, in my opinion. I, I was actually impressed with the US um, in the first half, but their match against Wales really was, as the old saying goes, a proper cliche. It is a game of two halves, and we saw that. You know, USA were, were brilliant in the opening 45 minutes, but after the interval, they seemed to take their foot off the gas and just allow Wales back into it. And it, it did make for a great spectacle, but from a US standpoint, it'll be quite disappointing. Um, but yeah, so I'm leaning towards cards here, both picks. I've got two picks for it, and both are on a bet three six five. My first one's a price at four to one, and that's for Tyler Adams to pick up a card. Uh, he's committed 12 fouls across his last four games for club and country. Um, and he'll be in the thick of the action once again for me, probably occupying that central spot, maybe in a midfield three. Um, and the referee is Jesus Valenzuela. He's awarded a massive 6.55 cards per game on average across his last nine matches officiated. He's a mad man. He's, he's off his head. Um, and I think if Kane starts, I know there's a lot going around about his, his injury and potentially might get rested and maybe Callum Wilson comes uh, in. Un, un, unchanged. I'm pretty sure it's, it's unchanged. unchanged. I'm pretty sure it's unchanged. Well, you know, I'm, I'm 90% sure. Because yeah. it looks like you know he's dropping deep time and time again. And for me, it's Adams is going to have to target him because... Kane is actually the centre of a lot of the supply. The way he drops deep and picks up the ball, and it's kind of integral at times. And whether that changes, and he gets asked to stay further forward, but I think Adams is going to be a busy man uh, in the middle. And he's quite—he's brilliant with his tackling. He always takes, you know, registers high numbers in terms of tackles. He's always in the thick of it. Um, but I don't think this referee is going to let much go. He's not lenient. 
he should be awarded a fair few cards. And I think Tyler Adams could be one of the names that goes into his book. And at four to one, it was a price that stood out for me. Um, I think he's one of the more likely ones. We saw Weston McKenney in the previous game against Wales. He's just as fierce. And obviously he picked one up did there. He, did Adams get booked the other day? Uh, no, I don't think he got booked the other day, but he committed, I think he made more tackles than any other player in the US side. So, you know, he's I was going to say he might be hesitant to get a, you know, a second yellow, so he's not suspended. No, he didn't, he didn't get booked, but he, he made more tackles than any other player. Um, yeah. So, like I said, he's he's always in the mix. He's he, it's his job to sit there, spot danger, sniff it out, recycle the ball, and build attacks from there. And he does that job so well. If you've watched much of him for Leeds this season, I've I really enjoyed watching him personally uh, under Jesse Marsh as well. But yeah, so it's clear that I like cards in this game. And then I was very surprised when I saw the line was set at over 3.5. You know, both both sides showed like immense intensity uh, in the first half of their, you know, both their World Cup opens for me, but just showed a bit of a drop off after, after the interval. And I don't think they can afford to do that here. And I think when these two teams meet, so much has already been built up about it. It's going to be quite a fun match. Um, just the sheer ferocity of some of the players that were involved that aren't going to want to give an inch. I think it could be quite tasty. Um, so I really looked like over 3.5 cards and it was priced up at 10 to 11 this morning when I backed it, but it's now priced up at four to five, but I still quite like that price. So anything below maybe 1.73, um, you know, so eight to 11, that I probably wouldn't back for four to five. I still quite like that price. And so yeah, two picks for this one was Tyler Adams to be carded at four to one and just uh, for the game to see over 3.5 cards now at four to five. Jeez, mate, it's taken you it's taking you a while to give me a cards bet, which is quite disappointing. That's <laughs> what you're known for, mate. You've taken about eight games to get there. It's disappointing. There we go. There we go. <laughs> give the people what they want. Um, and yeah, your thoughts, Tony, on uh, on England and yeah, how they've bounced back after a pretty poor lead up to the World Cup. Yeah, I thought I, I'm not sure if we was really good on Monday or if Iran were terrible, a combination of both. I thought I thought we played relatively well, but what would that result have looked like against a half-competent team? Obviously, you'll never know. Um, as I said, especially after the first goal, Ram were there for the taking on the counter-attack and the, we had pace on the flanks. But this game's interesting. I think one of the key things to me, I wouldn't back England at that price. I think that's a, a crazy price. No. But um, America play like, do you know a school team who has one good player? They play like that with Pulisic. <laughs> they give him the ball at all times, even when he's not... But they're a good team. Like you look at their players, and they've got good players pretty much everywhere. But their, their first thought is look at Pulisic, and I'd imagine England will be able to stop him. I mean, if you've got Rice there sitting, then Pulisic might may drift wide. But obviously, playing a back five, even if he goes goes to the left and beats Trippier, you've got. Oh, actually, no, sorry, we're not playing a back five. We're playing a four with Rice dropping in. But there, there should be protection there. I don't think uh, America get enough bodies forward, even though they're quite positive. Um, their, their press was really good against Wales the other day, but for me, that was because Wales can't pass out from the back. Like, mm. Literally, they've got some of the worst centre-backs on the ball ever. Um, and that's why I think the game changed when Moore came on, because Wales started going long and stopped getting caught at the back. It wasn't so much what Moore was doing, it was more that the press was now impossible. But I think England are a bit better than that, and they'll commit more men into it. Um, the midfielders will both drop in. Um, even potentially the wingers will drop in and, and that will probably kill America's press. Um, they were also all, I don't know how much it's going to play a factor because that's four days different, but they were all dead at the final whistle the other day. Um, and obviously England were fresh. It was, I mean, it was a stroll in the park essentially for, for the second half at least. Um, I, I see a few key areas actually where England struggle. I mean, obviously I go to Arsenal every week and I, I think Saka's unbelievable, but he always struggles against quick, disciplined fullbacks. Um, people that can sort of match him, he, he has a big issue. And, and Anthony Robertson, some people might not like him, but I, I think he's very good and he's very, very quick. I also think he's bright enough to, to not overcommit in an attacking sense because if he does and they're getting behind him, I think it's Tim Ream on that side. And if we can get Saka one on with Tim Ream, he has an absolute field day. So I think America will kind of be forced to sit deep when they want to, and they want to because of that. Um, in terms of I mean, I've just said a load of things that are positive for England, but I still wouldn't back them at that price. <laughs> uh, one thing, I, one thing I was looking at, um, and George has probably stole my thunder with getting better odds, but I was looking at Musa to be booked. I think he's got something like six bookings and eleven games for Valencia this season. He played a bit different the other day; he played a little bit wider, but I think they'll want to be compact through the middle 
against us. Or they'll be competitive, they'll double up on the wingers, which means he's going to get run at a lot more. And to be honest, I think he's a very good player, but tackling these, I don't know, tenacious is probably the right word. The only issue with it, the, I mean, I just looked on Bet365 Quick Kicks is one of the only bookies I can get on out here, apart from exchanges, and it was 3.1. Uh, to be honest, I'd probably favour Adams at five. If I had, to, if I could only make one bet, I'd probably go to for Adams at five. But I think Musa to to get booked if there's better odds elsewhere is is probably a good shout. Um, I was hoping he'd be priced higher because he didn't get booked the other day, um, and I was hoping people would have sort of only looked at how he played for the national team and they'd, they'd put the, the price higher on him. But uh, bookies are probably a little bit smarter than that, unfortunately. Yeah. What what have you thought about the referees in the World Cup, George, in terms of giving out there's been like there's been quite a few cards, but I, I feel like they've been hesitant to get out a, a straight red here and there. I've seen some bloody dodgy challenges here and there, studs up on the ankles, all the good stuff, and they have uh yeah, they've been quite hesitant to pull out the red. Yeah, tournament football is always a difficult one, uh, for me, because there's no kind of it's not always a precedent and any you know you can't look at previous world cups like too much time to go by it's irrelevant so it's it is difficult but yeah some of the challenges that have gone without punishment and then some of the challenges that have got cut it's there's been i don't want to get into the whole debate of you just want consistency but it is just that there, there is no consistency it doesn't seem to matter what refs are in charge the same issues crop up time and time again because i've seen challenges that are certainly worthy of a card to just Sometimes I'm given as fouls, and then other ones that you yeah. just think a bit, a bit harsh and cards are brandished. But I still think one of the worst decisions, well, we've already seen some really bad decisions. That for me, I sent it to you on Twitter that Lataro Martinez, because obviously I backed yeah. him to, to score any time and get given offside. It's the most ridiculous decision I've ever seen. And even in the England game, I think it was Maguire was just dragged down in the box. Like, fine, if you're not going to give yeah. it, that, that's fine. But then the one that was given is, is that really, I know it's a shirt pull, but. It's, the it's Ronaldo no penalty today was just yeah, like exactly. the softest penalty I might have ever seen. It's just... so I've, I've not been pleased with much of the officiating, but obviously, yeah, for, for this game, I think the referee is just an absolute mental case. And he's, in terms of cards, just it's ridiculous. So I'm quite looking forward to watching him. But what I hope is that he doesn't get onto the international stage and just sort of thinks, so I'm going to. You know, I'm going to enjoy the moment, as it were, rather than just carry on what he does. But he seems to sort, in terms of mentality-wise, he's very strict, doesn't let a lot go. So hopefully we can see a few cards here. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, fellas. Um, I don't know if you guys have had a look ahead to the weekend's games. Uh, anything we've got, I think it's Group C through to Group F, just because we're not going to be on a stream throughout the weekend. Um, yeah, all the Group C and F games there. I, if you if you uh, look at the bottom of your screen, I've written down all the games there uh, so it fits on the screen. I don't know if you're better to understand exactly uh, what we've got going on down there. But, um, some you know, obviously some big games considering it's the second round. Uh, yeah, Tony, have you had a look at any of these games, any of the match odds or anything in particular that you were uh, surprised by? Um, it's a difficult one because I think the Argentina uh, is not priced as high as I'd hoped it would be considering their loss. Obviously, it's a must win. Um, and uh, out here, I would say probably 60% of the fans here are Argentina or Mexico fans. Like considering obviously there's 32 countries, it's it's full of them. So that the atmosphere is going to be crazy. There'll be I think there'll be tackles flying in, but obviously it's it's a must must win game for Argentina with the way the group's gone. Uh, so I fancy them, but not at 1.6, which is what I've just seen, which is is too short. Um, Japan against Costa Rica at 1.5. Japan, I was at the game. Uh, they were very good. It's, I think the first half, they didn't really come to play as much and they tried to play on the break. And then when they had to go for it, they, they showed they're a good team. I think they just showed Germany too much respect and that's something they certainly won't give Costa Rica. Um, and so quite a few good technical players, quite a bit of pace, not bad in the air, which is a, a traditional weakness of mostly Asian nations, to be fair, because they're, they're generally not the biggest of people, but Japan have They've got a few players that, that are quite good in the air. So even if it comes down to set pieces, uh, they, they can, they're obviously, they, if they're, the delivery is half decent. They've got players that can attack the ball. So I think if, if I just had to pick one out of them, it, it would be uh, Japan at, at 1.5. I mean, I think obviously, like, you, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to become rich on, but by back in 1.5, but I think that's probably 
my my bet of the weekend. Yeah. Okay. They, they, I, in that um actually in that group, I thought I I backed it yesterday was. Uh, Japan, you can get them at about five point five to six to win their group, because if you do the the maths around it all, Japan should win their next game versus Costa Rica. That takes them to six points. Spain, a very tough game against Germany, could potentially lose or draw that, and if if that does happen, then they'll be on three or four points going into the last game against Japan. You could get a scenario where a draw gets Spain and Japan through. So it would be like a mutually beneficial result for both of them. Um, so, and, and that would end up with Japan topping the group. So there's a great chance that unless Spain go out and beat Germany, which is obviously a chance, that's the most favoured result in that game in terms of the odds. But if you're getting, you're getting five sixes for Japan to top the group, I think that's a terrific bet if you can get yeah Japan at around that. So I'd have that yeah. closer to four, oh, three, something like that. I would just say, and I, I don't know, but it's worth checking who would get who if they go through because, as you said, sometimes that they if they're both on six points or if, if it's like six points and four points, then but both by itself for a draw. But if the second place gets a ridiculously hard tie in the next round, and as I said, I don't know, then then Spain won't settle for the draw hmm. um, because. As I said, is and, and again, it comes down to if Japan shows Spain too much respect early on and let Spain have the ball because they will just never get it back off them. Yeah. Um, so just with that, it sounds like a great price to be fair, and it's not something I would have thought of, but it does sound like a great bet. But I would just check what the potential last sixteen ties are. Well, it would be Group F, which is Belgium and Croatia. That group. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean the. Maybe they'd want if Belgium were going to finish first, maybe for second place, you'd be happy to play Belgium considering how they looked yesterday. But um, yeah, no, it's a good point, mate. Definitely uh, keep that in mind. And uh, and for you, George, anything you like over the weekend? Yeah, I was on a similar line of thinking. I wanted to get Argentina on side, but just the prices just aren't there. And also, I was also looking at both teams to score for potentially Spain, Germany, but again, the price isn't there. But I think a lot of people are sleeping on, on Germany. I know they were awful and probably, well, for me, the whole game changed when Ilkay Gundogan went off. And I'm not just saying that because obviously he plays with a club that I like, but but they just lost that control in, in midfield. And Gundogan, he's, he's so underrated with what he provides and it applies to the national team as well. And I think Germany were very wasteful, but Germany have just this habit of doing that against sides like this. And, you know, we've seen them recently, obviously, you know, losing to Hungary and, and what have you, but then they'll go and smash Italy, European champions, 5-2. Now, they have got it within them. And I was one of those people that wasn't sure about Spain. Obviously, Costa Rica were very poor and Spain took full advantage of that. They really did. Um, but I just, yeah, two to one, they're potentially quite big on Germany, but not, I'm not confident enough to back. I just thought it was a big price. So, but yeah, looking over, it, none of the prices are necessarily there for me. So I was even also looking at, sorry, Alex, but your boys to potentially lose to Tunisia. I thought Tunisia looked great in their last game. Well, I was I was just going to say on that, I just looked at the goal line for that game and you can get over, uh, sorry, over 2.25 goals and that one at 1.98. Tunisia and Australia probably both need to win this game. So they're both yeah. going to have to, and they're both, especially Australia, pretty poor in uh, in defence. Um, and, it's, you know, Australia can score goals. They scored one against France, which was... Also, possibly, I was wondering uh, when that went in, I was wondering what, what are the scenes going on in, in the Vela Lounge right now? <laughs> the whole neighbourhood woke up, mate. That's, <laughs> that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> oh. uh, I woke up the missus. She wasn't too happy about that. But, uh, oh, well, yeah. Who would have thought we'd score one. a goal? It was a, it was a cracking goal too. I mean, yeah, that was... that... Goal of the tournament, potentially. I mean, I don't want to overstate it too much. but <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Um, yeah, good stuff, fellas. Uh, I think that should uh, that should do us for the weekend. Definitely some, some good insights there and, uh, yeah, some cracking games. Uh, but, yes, summarising our bets for tomorrow or over the weekend, uh, Tony, we'll start with you. Is there any uh, – what's your favourite bet over the tomorrow and the weekend? Um, 
to be honest, and it's one I've just kind of not gone too much about, but the Japan one, I just I think 1.5 is so big considering what what we've seen and, and what the prize on offer. If they win, they're well, actually they're not definitely through, but they're you'd, you'd put them at a very high chance of going through. They're playing the weak, weakest team in the group, whose confidence is probably through the floor. Germany should be through. I mean, uh, Japan should be through the roof. So although it's not a high attractive price, I, just, I can't see any other result, which is probably the kiss of death. And obviously, because it's a weekend game and not a tomorrow game, it's one we haven't spent so much time on. But um, yeah, I, I was really shocked when I saw the price, to be honest. Yeah, I saw lots of people saying the only reason Costa Rica gets through to World Cups is because no one can beat them at their home ground. Um, <laughs> but then they come to a World Cup and they're just complete crap, basically. But uh, yeah, what about... That's you? always my, my worry with some of the South American teams, sorry, that some of them play at such high altitude. And I think actually yeah. Ecuador is one of them. I was actually quite surprised yeah. by their performance the other day because I think their home games are basically played on Mars and no one can <laughs> breathe there. And that's sort of usually how they get through. Oh, uh, love that. Uh, yeah, George, mate, what about you? Well, I'm not going to Mars, but I'm looking at Wales. Um, and I quite am torn between going Wales and the minus one quarter handicap or over 3.5 cards. But I've spoken a lot about the referee, uh, Jesus Valenzuela, and I'll go with over 3.5 cards uh, in England versus USA. All right, good stuff. So I've just checked the comments, and we're getting we're getting absolutely abused by some bloke called Joe Wiggy. I'm not going to give you the time of day, mate, but uh, just uh, just ease up on the language, champion, and, uh, yeah, maybe one more swear word and I'll have to get rid of you. We'll just uh, – but, but, mate, don't – like Japan, just because uh, – you know, Japan are at 1.5 or whatever they are. There's, uh, you can find value in a 1.1 shot, so uh, you don't have to necessarily back big odds. To so for people that are reading that and somehow thinking that there's no value at 1.5 or there can be value in 1.02. So uh, yeah, don't listen to that nonsense. Sorry, Joe. Um, all right, that will uh, that will leave us for today. We'll be back on Sunday at 9 p.m. UK time to uh, to preview, I would assume, the group uh, G and H games for second round, which is yeah features the same teams that played today. So um, we'll be back then and then throughout the rest of next week to finish off all of those group games. But, gents, thanks for very much for jumping on. You can follow George at CGeorgeGamble on Twitter. You can follow uh, Tony at Team News and Ticks for all the uh, all the team news for the World Cup and, you know, football, European football, especially Premier League football all around the world. So uh, definitely worth a follow there. Um, but thanks for listening, everyone. Please make sure you do a quick rate and review of the podcast and subscribe to us wherever you listen. And if you're looking to implement some of the strategies we talked about today on the podcast, please start a free week trial with TradeMate Sports. Gents, thanks very much, and we'll uh, catch you soon. Cheers, Alex. Take care. Enjoy it. Enjoy.